Welcome to the Telling the Tale podcast. It's the podcast where we're going to go through every single episodic Telltale game, play it, and then talk to you, the listener, about it. I'm your host, Mitchell Farley-Wolf, and I'm joined, as always, by other coast, Dustin Cornelius Jackson. I called you the other coast. You called me the coast? Ooh. I did, yeah. It was really good until then. (laughs) You were killing it up until you said coast, but... You know what? I I think we can let it slide just because you have so much goodwill. Oh, thanks. Yeah. (laughs) It'll it'll bring me down a couple points in the popularity polls, but... Yeah, but you can make up for it. Yeah, so uh, we haven't done the show for a couple weeks, almost a month. I forget how. Yeah, I'm on the way to forgetting how, but I (laughs) think that if we just power through, it might be okay. In the meantime, how have you been? What have you been up to? Oh, you know, Christmas this, New Year's that. Uh, Mm -hmm. Not much beyond that. Just, uh, you know, doing some work, uh, hanging out, seeing some people. How about you, Mitchell Wolf? A lot of those same ones. Uh, A big one that started just two days ago was um, I saw a baby sucking its thumb. Ooh. And I thought, I think I used to suck my thumb a lot. But <laughs> it's been 20 years. It like, gave you that revelation? Been, yeah, I think it's actually been like 20 full years plus some since I've really sucked my thumb. Let's give it a go. Let's see how it is. And I I sucked my thumb two days ago, Dustin. And it was immediately like so comforting. That's cool. Yeah, right? <laughs> yeah, uh... See, I feel like if I were to do it, I'd be like, well, I don't see what the appeal is. Do it. Okay, I'm going to do it right now on the show. Okay. Now, you okay, need to make sure bad. that you find a good latch on on your thumb, so it's not just, like, corn dogging the whole way through, you know? Right, I feel like the best place for a latch is in the little groove where it connects to the hand. No, I think that's too much thumb in your mouth. I think that's way too much thumb. You got to do less. That's in- that's interesting. That see, you've got this whole system down. Mm-hmm. Well, well, you know, I'll I, practice. It's, it's I'll less get of a better. system, and it's more. You just told me you put your whole your whole thumb <laughs> in your mouth down to the hand, which is it's, it's, that's a lot, actually. It's interesting to me that there's a right way to do it and a wrong way to do it. I think it, there is, though. Like, I'm sorry. Right, I yeah. You I would choose your own adventure on this one, but, um, yeah. Right, I would just say the wrong way is probably doing it at all. No, it's really comforting. Oh, okay. Yeah, I told you that was the whole deal it was about. You're, you're right, I forgot about that. Yeah, you know, just make sure you wash your hands. Well, unfortunately, I have a podcast to do. Okay, uh, so speaking of that podcast, we're on Minecraft Story Mode Season 2, Episode 1, Hero in Residence, released on July 11th, 2017, directed by Jonathan Stouter, written by Eric Sturpey, designed by Brian Freyermuth, uh friend of the show, Varum Antonian, Ooh. Uh, Andrew Baker, Mandy Brennan, uh, or... Uh, Beninav, I I think is it's not Brennan. I misread my own notes. Sorry, Mandy. Uh, Michael McCormick and Grady Standard. A lot of designers on this one. Only one writer. I feel wow. like it's often flipped. 
Yeah, which is interesting because I kind of look at this episode and I think, did we need this many designers? Not anything against them. The, the episode was fine, but, you know, it's it's not it's the first episode, so it's not like a whole lot happened. But uh, let's just jump right into it. Mitchell, how did you feel about this episode? You've been a little you've been a little cold with Minecraft, I feel. I, I, I suppose I have. Yeah, I, uh, it's interesting that you said that about the designers, because, like, I think you're onto something there. I just don't know what they're... It, it just says designers. Uh, right. Like, did design in the credits. I, f- I forget if it says design or designers. Um, it does not go into more detail about what each of those people did. We know that uh, Varum, from, from talking to him on the show... Uh, works a lot in like the cinematics and uh and and sequences of things. Right. Uh so you think that could fall under design as well? It might I maybe he did uh some some just straight up like game design game design uh as right. well. I don't know. Yeah, it it's it's an interesting I don't want to sell any of these people short, by the way. I, I know I... Oh, no. What I, I said sounded are. a little I, dismissive, just, but... Yeah, the game design as a profession has a lot of umbrellas that it is in and also has under it. Um, so it, it is an interesting question there. Of, um, yeah, I, I ask what, what because I just don't designers? know. I, I, don't think, I don't think we can know. I don't know if that's public information. Yeah. Yeah, um, but yeah, so what did I think is, um, so I I was very pleasantly surprised with my own reaction to coming back into this world, is what I'll say. Ooh, that's an interesting way to say it. Yeah, um, because, like, in my memory, Minecraft... Story mode, especially that first half of the first season where it was sort of the, uh, like, main story. Because I knew we weren't going to necessarily harken back too much to the uh, the side stuff uh-huh. in the last three episodes that a lot of players didn't even get to play. Right. So, that first half of the arc, um, it it didn't do much for me as a story at the time. Um, but like now that we're coming back into this world, and we get to see Beacon Town all, uh, it, it has a huge glow up, um, and a bunch of the characters are there. Like it, it takes place five to seven years after the, uh, the the end of the first season. Did it really? I missed that. Uh, I don't believe it's said in the thing, but I know that Eric Sturpey has publicly said that. Okay, okay, cool, interesting. Yeah, I had no idea. That alone makes it more interesting. Yeah, it's an interesting one. Uh, it, like, we've done, our characters have been up to stuff. Yeah. Um, oh, by the way, the character of Jesse, um, I was, I think, able to recover all of my uh, save data from Minecraft Story Mode season one through my yeah. uh playstation account i was too on xbox uh and it's weird because i can't review my own choices for this game but the game can get the choices that isn't that so weird maybe it should just i i think it's because it's it can't get the uh 
the percentages for people's, but it still recognizes the choices you've made. Yeah, it doesn't want to tell me what choices I've made, even though I know it knows. Yeah. <laughs> it just uh, it doesn't want to tell me unless it can compare them to other people. It's like, mm, no, mm, I don't think so. Yeah, uh, because I can't just feel good in a vacuum. I need to know how many other people agreed with me. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> so, so that information is hard to get at the end of epi- every episode. I did write down most of the the bigger choices i made but um yeah don't know how many other people did them or anything like that Um, oh well we we know your feelings about it anyway i know well it depends on the game man like if i can if we at this podcast bring conclusive proof in (laughs) in talking to each other dustin Uh that the numbers are not the same for each game for each choice right then we need to stop listening to them (laughs) but sometimes they have been the same like uh especially for the newer games we played like the expanse or tales from the uh new tales from the borderlands right yeah those those numbers were about the same when we compared them because those games were new and they knew what they were doing i guess with the uh like backing up of the data right yeah uh, sorry, but to to go back to what I was saying, um, it's it's just it was surprisingly nice to come back and see like oh, Magnus is still like working with Boomtown, but also that relationship has developed a little bit. So Magnus now seems to be like in charge of Boomtown. You don't see Boomtown at all, and you only barely see Magnus, but you're getting information like that. Um, it's familiar. You you get kind of a comfort going back to it, even if it's not your, like, most favorite thing. It's just, oh, I know these characters in this world. It, yeah. It's kind of nice to be back. One big difference for me is that um, even though it inherited all my choices, it still let me pick my own Jesse. Uh, and I thought it would be nice to see Patton Oswald's uh, voice, because I did, I did uh, Kat Tiber, I think her name was. Right. Um, the the female voice actor for Jesse last season. So going with Patton Oswald this time. Um, so I, I have that. Did you still do Patton Oswald? I don't think it let me choose. It just had Patton Oswald Jesse. Maybe I missed it, but it did mm. let me pick his uh, skin color. Mm. Yeah, I got it. I had that skin color screen, but I it was like the left side of the screen were all girl Jesse's and the right side was boy Jesse's. Oh, interesting. I don't remember. Maybe it was and I just forgot. I I, I started okay. like pretty early this morning, so I might have been half asleep. Okay. Um, but yeah, like Petra's been up to stuff. Uh, Ivor and Harper seem to be doing stuff. They're off on else. adventures. They're off on adventures. You have a new friend named Radar, uh, who is uh, <laughs> great. And pretty really, good. he's just sort of like a helper. Right, he's your intern. Yeah, he's basically an intern. Um, and yet, like some of the some of the streamers that we met in the last season, um, they're there. Like Stampy yeah. Cat, he's still Stacey there. Stacy plays and Stampy Cat. Stacy plays and Stampy Cat are still there, uh, and they're just living in Beacon, uh, Beacon Town. Nell, that's fun from the games. Uh, Nell's there, living in Beacon Nell Town. Nell rules. She's great. I I wish she came with us. 
Yeah, she she uh, introduces a very interesting new feature to the game, which is like actually freestyle building something because she wants you to build a statue in front of her house, and I yeah. I built a penis. Good job. Yeah. I built I built just a statue. I was just kind of you know feeling it out, but uh, what is it's, it? Of? It's nothing. It was just like a sculpture, just like a artwork. Oh, like a modern artwork. Yeah, just just kind of a thing, a shape. Okay. Uh, you, you liked it though. I liked. I thought it was good. I felt good. pretty good about what I made. Uh, That's all it's about, man. That's all it's about. I wonder. I, I mean, this has to come into play again later, right? This seems like such a like. The mechanic, an, you mean? Yeah, this specific way to build this mechanic. It it, it seems so like its own thing that it feels like something that has to come back. You know, maybe, but, like, you don't have to do it. Like, you can skip that part. That is true. Well, that makes it even more weird. That would be even weirder if they did, like, this whole system to just freestyle build, and it's a totally optional thing you never have to do again. Yeah, unless I missed anything else in the episode, it's the only time you get to do it, too. Yeah. So I I wonder if it'll uh, come back later. I guess we'll have to see. Yeah, it was hard to do. I'll say, uh, yeah, the, the UI is a little bit, a little clunky, a little clunky. You can tell that it was not like the point of the game, uh, <laughs> compare it to another place blocks and three dimensions kind of game, like, uh, nuts and bolts, maybe nuts and bolts is exactly what I was thinking of when doing it. Yeah. I mean, uh, tears of the kingdom a little bit, uh, like if, if you don't make the like the main priority of the game making this feel good then it it probably won't <laughs> so that's right okay. but it, it, it was fun so, as just a little thing yeah they they give you like six colors to work with and three of them are different like red to brown <laughs> shades so that's that was interesting like you I was can a choose any color you want as long as it's a kind of brown I, w- I will say I was a little uh, nervous. I saw all those blocks. And I was like, oh, am I going to have to, like, keep tabs on how many of these I have? But uh, no, you do not. No. And I guess it's wool, right? Like, that's the traditional Minecraft building thing. Oh, I and thought it was just... clay. Oh, it might have been clay. You're right. It was clay. It was clay. They said it. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, you just go around, like, the whole opening of this uh episode is just going around beacon town talking to people doing little like you could very charitably call them side quests it really just (laughs) like spend an extra 30 seconds somewhere doing something yeah Uh, did you do all of them i think i did most i did i did like a couple okay did you because then i was oh did you do cake cake i don't think i did yeah there was one where okay so you see stacy plays and stampy cat (laughs) uh Uh by like the fountain earlier on and then you walk further down the street and then you see them a second time and if you you talk to them the second time they a don't seem to remember having talked to you earlier (laughs) Uh, and b are debating between each other for um what they should do for food for Founder's Day. Stampy okay. Cat wants cake. Stacy Plays wants pumpkin pie. And um, they give you enough ingredients for you to make one of them. 
But if you patrol around the town, find uh, a little extra sugar and a little extra egg, you can actually <laughs> make both of them. And I, I did that, and I made everyone happy. Look at you making everyone happy. Yeah. I, I didn't even know you could talk to them a second time. Yeah, and then they give you a lot of extras. Nice. That's that's neato. Yeah, so I did, I did a couple of these. I, uh, you know, I talked to them the first time. I gave the dog the bone. And then I helped pick uh, the pig for the float. Uh, and then after that, I was like, okay, okay. I feel like they're really trying to push. Uh, Jesse wants to get to Petra on time. And so I figured if I'm doing like all of these, I, I'm going to be late and the game's going to make me feel bad. And I assume that's what it does because I reached Petra and she was like, hey, you made it right on time. That's cool that you oh, did that. Oh, okay. Yeah, no, I'm late. <laughs> uh, I, I'm late, but I, she seemed... Did, is she frustrated with you about how little you've been to stuff in the last five years or whatever? Yeah, she is, but she appreciated that I was here on time this time. She said it really meant a lot to her. Damn it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But at, well. but at least you got that cake and pumpkin pie. Yeah. Yeah, I guess I've prioritized my relationship with Stampy Cat over Petra. Um, so that's... That's the route going forward. You know, it sounds weird to do, but Stampy Cat is a real person that you and I could potentially meet in real life. That's true. Petra's Petra not real. Yeah, Petra's not even real. So. One has higher, bigger gains. Yeah. It's, uh, it's interesting that... Uh, just like in the second part of the first season, it seems like Olivia and Axel just immediately taken out of the story, and I mm -hmm. think that's why Olivia is recast in this season. Is she? Yeah. She's no longer played by Martha Plimpton. Uh, instead, she's played by Natasha Loring. Hmm. Um, Axel's still that one guy, right? Yeah. Um, Brian Posehn. Yeah, from yeah. off of the Sarah Silverman program is where yeah, I know That's the him. one. I know yeah. him from Mission Hill. I also know him from New Girl. Ooh. He's in uh, That's cool. Yeah, he's a teacher at the school. Oh, he was in he was in Brutal Legend too. He's one of the best characters. He's like an asshole hunter. <laughs> he's like I bet you can't kill more uh spiky guys than I can. And Jack Black's like, "How many spiky guys did you kill?" And he's like, "12." <laughs> that Pretty guy good. rules <laughs> yeah he's good um yeah it's interesting just how few or what characters come back and which ones don't because ivor's just not there for the whole episode olivia and axel taken out pretty fast mm -hmm. uh but petra's still there uh stacy plays and stampy cat are there though they're just kind of minor cameos yeah but like I really like that because the episode in which Stacy plays and Stampy Cat were introduced within was the big, pretty... like, the Minecraft YouTuber cameo episode, right? Yeah. Uh, and it was a good but, but one. We liked that one. It's a good one, but it's also pretty divorced from, like, everything else in the season. So it's kind of neat that they're just like, oh, no, they're here. They're part of the story. Yeah, but, like, especially... Those two were the only ones that lived. And, uh, yeah. like, all the other people there, they were all, um, like, also Minecrafter YouTuber cameo characters. But 
they don't get to come back. And it's because the game's like, dude, yeah, they died. We're not they get, died. just going to bring back the cameos to make everyone feel equal or whatever. The, their characters died. And, yeah. and like part of that is uh, it, it just feels a lot like another Banjo reference. Like it just feels the way that Banjo-Tooie felt uh, keeping like that universe intact in, in, a, in, in a like here's what these characters are up to or would have been up to at this point. Yeah, uh, Banjo does a great job of balancing, like, we're going to bring in a bunch of new characters, but we're also going to bring back old characters so you can just see what they're up to now. It's it's great. It's one of my favorite things about the series. Yeah, and we see, like, the development of Beacon Town in that same way. Uh, like, just through the whole Beacon Town section, I was, I was kind of, like, way high on it. It was, um, like, it was those feelings of, wow, like, the original witherstorm arc of this game just didn't do anything for me but the fact that it's carrying on in a way that like has sort of said yeah that was just sort of a story but now we're developing further um and we're still developing further we're not just gonna sort of just do another story again it's it's continued further development i really like that i really appreciate that yeah, and, and, and it's something I wasn't necessarily expecting out of a Minecraft season two. I I kind of was expecting it to just be like, okay, and, and I don't want to say it's like completely tying into what came before, but, you know, you, you get to see uh, th- how things have progressed. Yeah, and if I can go non-chronological for a little bit, um, the very end of the episode, the post-credits scene, is, uh-huh. uh, <laughs> it's Lucas... At like uh, a, a wilderness cabin he has um, where he's shut himself off to write his story. Because for the last however many years it's been, he's been writing the story of Jesse and the crew's adventures. Right. Um, embellishing a little bit. Yeah, he was embellishing a lot. So like at the beginning of the episode, you have the choice of if you want to tell him, hey, man, you should probably just tell the truth uh, or say it's good. Uh, did you, what did you say? I said that you should tell the truth. I told him it was good. I just told him, you know what? Have a little, you can have a little bit of fun with it. Some of this stuff happened. Did he, did he have to rewrite it? Uh, no, he, I think he was just kind of like, okay, cool. Uh, Cause he said for me, uh, well, I wanted to debut the book at this Founders Day, but I guess I'll do it next year. <laughs> <laughs> because wow, he had to you really. It. You really decimated that guy. Yeah, it it was one of those like classic choices where um, it feels like, oh, do you want him to uh, like just hurt his feelings, or do you want to maintain integrity with the truth? And I was like, oh, I think he can handle it. I'll I'll tell him that he should tell the truth. But then it turns on there's this other knock on effect of like, well, now he can't release his book for a whole year. <laughs> <laughs> Look what you've done. Uh, yeah, so he's, I guess he's still working on his book in either case, though, because you got that post-credit scene with him writing. Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay. Um, yeah, but then he, he sees, I guess, the admin, the big bad of the episode, uh, which is like a giant rock statue attack the town. And he gears up and gets on a horse in a way that's like, <laughs> it, it makes me feel like the developers of this game, and I love this, this is not an insult at all. It makes me feel like the developers of this game had thought that 
Lucas gearing up for a big fight would be like a big fan pleasing moment. In, <laughs> in that people would be like, it's Lucas's time to shine. Gohan's finally got oh. another transformation. It's like, <laughs> hell that. yeah, more Lucas. <laughs> for Lucas to get on a horse. Uh, and <laughs> that, like, them liking their own characters that much makes me like them so much more. Uh, True, yes, yes. Yeah. It, it's giving the characters uh, some amount of respect, whether or not it's deserved. Definitely. Uh, I, I Yeah, it, it's, treating, it's treating every character in this game with just a lot of respect all the time. And I, I yeah. think whether or not they were doing that in that first Witherstorm arc, um, it didn't always feel like they were because it was just so high fantasy tropey. Right. Um, that until other things can happen to a character and a character can develop further, it just didn't feel like the, these were characters that had that much going on. But now they're, they've proven, like, this is their third major arc, right? Um, right. These characters have some stuff going on. Like, Lucas getting on a horse to go kick a giant stone monster's ass because he realized that it's coming for his hometown is a weird thing in general. <laughs> it's, just, it's, a weir- it's just a weird thing to see. Uh, and it's it's very weird to like prioritize that as a post-credit sequence so that they're going to make the audience go, oh shit, Lucas is coming. Oh, it's on now. It's on. You shouldn't have messed with Lucas, <laughs> Yeah, he, when he hops on that horse, you're done for. <laughs> um... <laughs> Yeah, so that's that's that. I I just uh, I I like that kind of stuff that the game is doing. Yeah, uh, yeah, I, I totally agree. I'll, I will say that like through the um, through the I'm still in. Sorry, we're 26 minutes in, and I'm still in my how did I feel about it phase. Uh, <laughs> through the middle of the episode, I feel like we kind of lost that feeling a little bit. As we started to um, shift the focus a little bit toward a giant hellmouth that they found, a heckmouth they call it, uh, in, in the ground that they want to close up, which becomes like the main big thing of the episode, and right. introduce the characters uh, Jack and Nurm, uh, and, and go on a quest in a sea temple in an uncharted part of the map. It, it, like once they start doing that stuff it, it's like a little bit of a cool down for me in in terms of what i was excited about i that get that especially since bit. especially since it does kind of go back to oh here's the fan generic fantasy stuff but at the same time i liked the design of this sea temple you know i, I didn't yeah. have a bad time doing this i i thought it was fun yeah you know we're we we are pretty far into this podcast <laughs> Uh, we're a hundred and some change episodes in and we've seen a lot of telltale temples that's true that is true like damn dustin how many temples have we seen in this podcast we've seen uh there's there's a bunch in minecraft all over the place this Uh, is probably like the the tomb of sam and mac the tomb of sam and mac I respect that as like their one temple that Sam and Max ever. No, because there's the uh, Moai Better Blues temple has one. Oh right, that's true. Yeah. I forgot about Moai Better Blues. Yeah, you you can't do that. 
Um, uh, Tales from the Borderlands, New Tales from the Borderlands, both have te- uh, temples. Right. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, I feel like it had a temple every episode. <laughs> it Actually, it didn't have a temple every episode. It really felt like, oh, well, it's time to be in a temple, like, all the time. Let's, there's the temple from the first one. Uh, there's the temple they go to. In the second they, they one? Re- yeah, they <laughs> return the the They one. return to the temple and find Mantis. Uh-huh. Uh... Was there a temple in the last episode? They just go to the ship. They just g- take out uh, what's her face, Hala. Uh, I don't think episode five has a temple. There, there was because I think there were those the, those tall statues that you needed, uh, like Groot to go hold a mirror up for the. Was laser that episode bit. five? I don't remember what episodes. I think that they was episode were. four. Okay, but even if it was just the first four episodes, have a temple. That's still a lot of That's temples. That's a lot of temples. <laughs> Did Monkey Island have any temples? Oh, I'm positive. I just need to think it through. Um, I don't know. I guess not in the literal sense. There were some things that felt like temples. Um, right. Well, because yeah. a lot of the... They have, like, a lot of structures... Uh, like statues and stuff, but they're outside for the most part. Yeah, like that second episode with the the sea people stuff. Um, that felt temple-y, but yeah, That's it was outside. Temple-y, yeah. Uh, Point is, there's a yeah. lot of temples. There's a lot of temples. And what's interesting about that is that I don't think this gameplay really feels like a good fit for temples. Ooh. Uh, I, I think the whole the reason temples and dungeons are so prominent in video games is because a lot of video games are action games where temples can be like ar- arenas for boss matches and, and, and just like uh, wave fights for enemies or Zelda has temples because um, like solving puzzles and fighting enemies and making your way around the map is the point of a game like that right and in a game like this it's not the point of those things yeah Uh, so like we're we're just going to these temples and it's like a break from the main gameplay sometimes it usually wasn't guardians Uh where the majority of the gameplay was conversational and choice making and then you get to the uh the dungeons and you have free roam for the first time and like it never felt great to me i i always kind of dreaded doing the free roam parts in guardians uh whenever we got to a temple i'd be like oh, come on man i don't want to do this right now um because, i kind of like, get that that's not really what the game had gotten good at and right gotten me on board for you want to talk to these characters, interact with them. You don't want to be doing stuff like like the time scan thing. Find out where the big glass mirror went. Yeah, and I guess like the the opposite part of that would be if you uh, if you just do conversational trees the whole game. Does that feel not interactive enough? And I I just don't think it's actually that much of a problem. I don't I, know. I, it's okay. it's it's tough Be- because I I feel like it could get kind of boring if you're just talking to people like the whole time. 
I, I feel like I need something to kind of spice it up, mix it up a little. Well, like, visual novels are things people play, you know? Right, and, and that's fine. I, I just don't necessarily know if that's, like, 100% what they want or yeah. what I would want. No, I, I don't think it's what they wanted, which is why they, they've done these things and they've inter- uh, injected some... Uh, like the shooting in The Walking Dead that comes up every once in a while, or the uh, all the quick time events, or like the the sword fighting sort of mini game that shows up in Minecraft now. Right. I feel like you do kind of need something like that to break it up here and there, though. Like if it was, ju- I'm thinking about like Walking Dead. If there was an episode where it's like just talking to people the whole time, I feel like I would not be as into it. <laughs> Maybe yeah, because the I just, characters are I so good. I never like those parts, though. I don't think they've been right. great ever. Uh, I get you. Like once there's there's some there are some parts of Telltale games that um, are breaks from that like conversational stuff that I do like. It, I'm not saying it's always uh, bad. Like the the free floating in the expanse was fun, and the. Uh, a lot of the optional stuff to do in Strong Bad was pretty fun. Um, so it, it, I'm not just saying, like, only make it the decision trees and that's it. Um, but I but I am saying, I, I think because visual novels weren't nearly as prevalent in the culture uh, when they were making these games as they are now, where they've just continued to get more popular every single year, uh, especially in, in other countries. I, I think that if they were making games now, they might be... I, I mean, theoretically, they are. <laughs> uh, right. Th- but they might be more willing to like lean into that idea of like, oh, there, there are some people out there that are like really just doing the narrative part, and we're really good at that, better than a lot of the people that are doing it. What if we just did that? They might be more comfortable to do that. Um, you, I mean, you, you could be right, though. Like, maybe it just wouldn't feel nearly as good um that's kind of where i'm at i i just think that like i said walking dead i feel like if you didn't have those high intensity moments to or or even just like moments where you have to kind of go around and figure out some puzzles and stuff if it, if it was like just talking to even though i like these characters i feel like i need more than that um uh, yeah you ever play ace attorney uh, no, but I've always, uh, well, I played a little bit of the first one once. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'd like to play more. I, I did play the Harvey Birdman game, which is the same thing. Yeah, uh, I, I played the, the original trilogy, the, the, all three games. You've been kind of all about it. In the last month or so. And, uh, yeah, I mean, that's, that's kind of it. Like, that's kind of a game that really, there, there's parts where you stop to, like, investigate a crime scene in, uh not completely dissimilar to the things we've done on this podcast kind of way, um, picking up clues and, and CSI type stuff. But right. like most of the game, the vast majority of it is just like clever talking. Can, yeah. how, how clever can you talk? And, right. Uh, I, I don't know. It works. It, it works pretty well. It, uh, it works. Uh, like that's great for it, but I'll, I I just don't know how much that would work for something like what they're going for here. Like yeah, I feel for, like for Minecraft, I don't think it would work. 
Yeah, I, I think about how, like, Ace Attorney, and correct me if I'm wrong, I'm only going off of what I know about it, but it's very simple, very static images. Uh, some animations here and there, but it's not like, you're not, like, getting cutscenes or anything. You're not getting, like, a whole story. I feel like maybe since those games have more limitations in what they are, it can kind of work with that a little better. But for something like a Telltale game, that is, it's it's almost like a movie, kind of. You, I think you need, you need moments where you're, like, doing some action scenes or you're figuring out some puzzles to progress the story, kind of earning the, the story progression. Uh, yeah, it, it just strikes me as something that would not be as great just to me personally. And you know, telltale hasn't done it. So I, I, I can't, I don't really have anything to go off of just, uh, my first impression is I would not be as into it. I, I feel like those, even if they're not done the best, I feel like they do kind of serve a purpose. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, so, yeah, we've kind of talked around the plot. But I, I rather than just go through every step of the plot point by point, um, there's only like a few chapters of, of narrative right. in this game. Um, yeah, so like there's that entrance bit where you just explore Beacon Town. Then you go talk to Petra and you have a little bit of a date where you go find a llama. Um, turns out the llama is something that Petra needs to turn into the uh, mayor of a rival town, Champion City. What's her name, the mayor? Stella. Stella. Um, yeah, so she wants, she said that she wants the uh, llama back in return for a, uh, a golden enchanted sword of Petra's that Stella took. Uh, she doesn't do it because she's a shithead. And then you need to sneak in, get the sword, uh, sneak out. It works out. It's fine. Yeah. Uh, in in the meantime, when you were getting that llama, you discovered a hellmouth. That's a bummer. Uh, and you're trying to uh, patch it up. It is not wanting to be patched up. You need to do something about it fast. Petro recommends you go see Jack in Beacontown, who is like a legendary treasure hunter. Uh, so you go find him. Jack says that you need to go to the Sea Temple to look for the structure cube Ooh. or structure block. Um, that oh, yeah. If you use the block, it creates a structure. Yeah, don't forget the part where Jesse puts uh, that gauntlet he found on and can't take it off. Yeah, oh, yeah. Jesse puts a hand on his hand. And, Isn't that uh, crazy? Yeah, and. You go to the Sea Temple, you get the, the structure block, it works, you bring it back, it works. But the, the trick is that when you're down there, you hear all this lore about the admin, who... So, we were talking a, a, a lot about the old builders in the uh, in, in the last season, right? And it right. looks like now we're, we're going to shift our mythos to focus on the admin. Did we decide what the old builders, like, represented... Um, I don't know. I, I, it's been a while where I, it, it's hard for me to even say. Yeah, it, it kind of, it kind of felt like they were conflating the idea of like players who played during the beta when the game was different. Yeah. And players who play in creative mode. Right. Um, 
yeah, because like the old builders could build these massive monuments that um, seemingly without resources, and, and like that feels like creative mode. The admin feels like the developer of the game, like Mojang, right? Um, or maybe more specifically, Notch, which is weird. That would be weird if that's kind of that what they're going for with this. Yeah, so that'd be very I'm, strange. <laughs> I'm I'm pretty unfamiliar. I've only played Minecraft like a couple times, so I'm not super familiar. To me, admin just it, it meant like the owner of a server. Uh, I mean, yeah, that could be it too. Who, who? Because because their kind of build is like the creator of everything, so it could be the person who like actually created the server and like set it all up. Yeah, I it it could also be like maybe the just the algorithm that builds a server out of a seed right um so it, it's not representative of a person it uh are you familiar with notch you know notch's whole deal uh yeah he he created minecraft and he's uh pretty not cool yeah i mean that's that's <laughs> the gist of it uh he's created minecraft uh he's since been like laser etched out of minecraft right in almost every way um, remember when he said he was going to fund Psychonauts 2 and then didn't? Oh, I, I don't remember that. I didn't know that. <laughs> yeah, he said he said on Twitter, uh, I how, I will spend money to make Psychonauts 2 happen. And he had real talks with Tim Schafer. Uh, and then it, it just didn't happen because Psychonauts 2 was going to take more money than he would have uh, wanted to part with. This is this is before like it turned out he was like it came out to the public that he was doing and saying shitty stuff so uh i think at that point everyone was just like yeah do it this is this would be cool i want to who do i talk to to give money to make banjo 3 happen where i can just like say hey i've got 20 bucks in my <laughs> wallet right now yeah i, I got that like that would not be enough to like just buy the game even if it was made <laughs> but i got 20 but bucks. hey yeah you gotta start somewhere yeah, I mean, they're saying they don't want 20 bucks, is what I'm hearing. Hmm, interesting. Hmm. Yeah, kind of interesting. Um, <laughs> but yeah, the the admin is... Uh, it would be interesting if it was, like, if it was an allegory for Notch. Because uh, as godlike and, and, like, all creatory as they are um, shown to be, they are not a positive force. They are hate-filled and destructive and Yeah, violent. they're trying to kill you. Yeah, they're trying to kill you. Uh it, it the like, okay, they manifest themselves as like some glowing spirit stuff in a giant statue. Um yeah. and they they say stuff like Jesse, every block you've ever stood on and every one you haven't, I've placed there. Like, okay, dude, that's <laughs> Isn't that cool? Isn't that cool? Let me punch you really hard. <laughs> well, I guess I have to. He made all the blocks. <laughs> yeah. It, it almost feels rude getting out of the way. <laughs> um, yeah, so when you get the uh, the structure block, I keep wanting to say command block. That's last season's thing. You get right. the structure block, you, you bring it back, you structure up, um, you, so you have the choice of picking an offensive structure block or a defensive one. Uh, I picked defensive. What did you go with? Uh, defensive is the is the creator one, right? 
It's the um, it's the wall. It's yeah, the, yeah. You you make a wall. Yeah, uh, that's the one I did. Yeah, the offensive one is like a like a tower sword thing. Um, <laughs> I I think that both of them would plug the hole, um, but there is just one part <laughs> in the fight in the Sea Temple itself where like you get a different kind of benefit out of using it. Right, yeah. I I use the one where you put up the wall and they just can't get through. Yeah. Um I thought that maybe once we brought it to the the heck mouth um the wall it created would be bigger as to actually stop it, but it looks very patchwork because you have to just use it a bunch of times and make a bunch of walls. Right. Which I thought looked funny. That's fun. That's just is, a fun yeah, little thing. Yeah, it's just fun. Yeah, I mean, I think that's why I picked it was you guys are trying to seal this up. I I feel like the builder path is probably the right one for that specific job. Yeah, I guess yeah, I mean, like, it I don't really matter, but that just makes sense. I I don't know what the other one would do. Yeah, I don't. I haven't seen it in action either, but um, I don't want to just kill anything coming out of it. I just don't yeah. want things to come out of it. Exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah, and then uh, Jesse shows that to the town that they they've got it, and he says, "We can make this wall now. Things will be so much better." And everyone seems to love that. And I'm just thinking, like, what are you? How is this one specific wall it can make that much of a benefit to the town? <laughs> well, you know, if they maybe they could just put up a bunch of walls so they can't get attacked by anything ever, forever. Hmm. Like, anytime um, there's a threat, they can just be like, hey, look, we just put up a big wall you can't get through. Pretty cool. Pretty cool. Uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah, so so that's the episode. Um, yeah, yeah, that, that's the whole thing. It, it is returning to the tropes, uh, like the fantasy tropes of that first Witherstone arc pretty hard uh, right. compared to the wilder stuff we saw in that second arc where they were traveling. I feel like it'll at least be a little more enjoyable since we have characters we know. We've gotten used to them. We've we've broke bread with Jesse. We've broke bread. Yeah, yeah. we've broken a bread. If I mean, to me, Jesse feels like a brand new character. But um, well, to you, to yeah. me, he's not. <laughs> yeah, there's there's a lot of stuff where like Petra keeps talking about how, um, her friends, including you, mostly you, haven't been around because you've been so busy because you're famous now. And that's one of those things that, like, you can't tell me I haven't been around like that. I didn't make that choice. Uh, (laughs) I if if you asked me to be around right now, I'd be around. Um, Don't make me feel bad for that, for that thing you've written that I did. You know, Well, I don't know. I mean, I I think it's fine. I think it works uh, since we haven't been here. Like, if this is five or seven years after the first one, Jesse probably has been busy with stuff along with everyone else. Uh, So I think it makes sense for Petra to feel that way. I just don't No, I think it does make sense for Petra to feel that way if that's what Jesse did. I'm just saying I never had Jesse do that. Right. But you were not there for the five years. I was there for every episode they let me be. That, right, it, like, but there was not... a time jump. You weren't there for that. In that time, Jesse's been busy with running a town. I, <laughs> I, I don't agree with this logic uh, <laughs> about this. I, I don't agree that you could say like 
Oh, and what if between episode one and two, there's a time jump, and Jesse has murdered uh, Radar. (laughs) Jesse has murdered Radar straight up. And then, like, everything in the episode is, Jesse, why did you kill Radar? And then you had to pick your reason why you killed Radar, even though you've never (laughs) wanted to kill Radar. I mean, I guess. I, I don't know. It, I, that would I be, feel like... That would be... It wouldn't feel fair to you, a person that, that never wanted I feel to like, Radar. I feel like that wouldn't feel fair. But the direction that the story went in with all the stuff Jesse's been doing and put in charge of this place, I think it works... I, I think the logic is sound that he would be uh, too busy for doing more adventures and stuff. Uh, I, I think just, you could be personal. relatively more busy. But, like, if... Petra's thing is, man, you haven't seen me at all lately. It's like, well, I would have, I would have a little, I, I would have been there some for sure. I, I get the feeling that they've seen each other here and there, but it's just less than before. It's not like they haven't seen each other in like all of those years. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I, I think that trying to make, well, I, I, I guess it's okay. I, I agree with you that Petra having that feeling. And Jesse just being more busy are both things that make sense. I right. don't agree with the the direction the story goes where um, it, it feels like other times when Telltale tries to make you own up to a choice that you've made. But you didn't make that choice because you couldn't have. And that right. I don't agree with. That I don't think is okay. I, I don't think that direction mm. for how to use that is... Um, as fair as it's been in other times i i don't know i i i think i think at least since it's the start of a new season it it kind of works for you it's like what's been going down with these guys since like it it, it's not like jesse can just like not do anything without you there yeah yeah but like that's a choice that that that's that's the difference between not doing anything and doing some stuff, but like only the stuff that it would have theoretically made sense to do. Because I I think the idea that like Jesse hangs out with Radar a bunch, but not Petra is weird. I don't think he hangs out with Radar. I think Radar works for him. He's doing like yeah, they're he, hanging he's out. Like that's how I hang out with everyone. <laughs> I can't hang out with you unless we do a podcast. Yeah, I only hang out with people when I can tell them to do stuff for me. Sometimes. I don't know. <laughs> do you think that without this podcast, we'd be on a phone call for two hours every week, Dustin? We would never talk ever. We, Yeah, I mean, there's probably a middle ground. But don't you see that there's probably a middle ground? Right, well, That's I... That's kind of what think- I'm saying. No, I think there is a middle ground that we don't see, but Petra is just feeling like everybody's off doing... Like like I said, I don't feel like they never see each other in this time between seasons. Mm-hmm. It, it it just seems like Petra's upset because it seems like everyone is kind of doing more and more of their thing rather than going on adventures and stuff a lot yeah. like they used to. I don't think it's literally... Jesse, we never see each other ever, and you made the choice to bail on me. Well, I got a little bit more Petra angst, I think, because I was late. So Petra did say some stuff to me that is kind of like that. Right. She might have just exaggerated. She might have just been in a bad mood. 
Yeah, and we also find out that Petra left the town, left uh, yeah, she Beacon moved town. to Champion City. Yeah, because uh, Jesse is the hero in residence at Beacon Town. I I guess Beacon Town does not have a mayor, and that's not what he is. He's like the hero in residence, but Petra says like it basically feels like you're the mayor because you're doing a lot of paperwork and meetings and stuff right um and stella is the mayor of champion city but it turns out that petra has been the hero in residence there so she's got jesse's job at this other town um right you can you can tell there's uh some jealousy and resentment towards him yeah yeah uh which like is it got me a little frustrated at Petra for for sure uh, as well because you could definitely have hung out with me more Petra if you didn't go to a different town <laughs> to be away from here because you were seemingly jealous of my position as hero in residence right but i feel like it's a more recent thing like i i feel like uh if it's been multiple years since the last one, I feel like maybe like just over time she's felt like they've been hanging out less and less, and so recently she moved over there oh. because she's been feeling that way. I yeah maybe I I guess that I don't have a timetable, but I kind of thought that she had been there for a while, but maybe um, maybe not. I don't know. I don't think they say. Um, yeah, it's kind of vague. Yeah, there's also a there's a great bit when you get the sword back from Stella that I want to touch on. Oh, where, I love this. Yes. Yeah, so, so, do do you want to talk about this? Yeah, so uh Stella has Petra's sword. Uh she kind of tricked her into handing it over uh so she can display it in her treasure room. Uh so you have the choice to either fight your way through or sneak in through and there's a bunch of like loud dogs. Uh which did you do? I snuck through the dogs. I also did that. I didn't want to fight anybody. Yeah, I remembered that I had bones from earlier. Yeah, perfect for dogs. Uh, So you do that, you give the dogs the bones, and you go into Stella's treasure room, and it turns out she did not, like, earn any of these treasures. She's, like, bought and traded for these treasures, but they're not, like, her treasures. Yeah, that, that felt a little weird to me, because Jesse's like, she got these treasures from other people. And, like, everything you've ever taken from a temple, Jesse, it's not like it was naturally occurrent there. Temples, I guess Minecraft world works differently, but, <laughs> like, they are other people's stuff. Right, but I, I think it's more just he put in the effort. He went on these adventures to get these. He, he went, uh... He got these treasures on his own. With her, with Stella, she's just buying them and saying, yep, these are my treasures. <laughs> yeah, yeah. She's she's a collector, not like a treasure hunter. Yeah, but she comes in, like, swinging around Petra's sword. <laughs> Role-playing as Petra and Jesse. Um, yeah, she, it, it turns out she really wants to be Petra and really wants to be Jesse's, like, best friend. Yeah, <laughs> Yeah, even though Jesse has never heard of her, she's like, "Oh, my rival," and <laughs> my, but then also hated, like hated biggest, rival. she's the biggest fan of them as well. Yeah, I I love Stella. She's very complicated. Yeah, she has a lot going on. Yeah, I, I wonder, like, if she's going to continue feeling antagonistic as the episodes go on, or if she's going to be more 
friendly. Uh, I hope so. I I hope she's like not the main villain, but she's just kind of like a shithead who admires you. Like she sticks around, <laughs> but the whole time she's that'd be like, great. Yeah, she's like, so Jesse, it's come down to this. I guess we'll see who's the who's the greater town runner. And the whole time she's like, I can't believe this is fucking happening. <laughs> this guy be- rules. <laughs> That would be. She would be like the best character if if they keep her around and she if they just keep her like that. Yeah, she's she's great. Uh... <laughs> this episode has a lot of great new characters. I liked uh, Jack and uh, what's it? Nerm. Nerm. Nerm yeah. is a freak. What a weirdo. Well, Nerm's a villager. Yeah, uh, the Minecraft race villager. Oh, is that so? I don't know anything about Minecraft. Are they like Squidwards? Yeah, they're all Squidwards. That's cool. They just, like, don't talk the same language as everyone else, and they have big Squidward noses. They kind of talk. They go, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. But, like, Jesse can't understand it, but Jack does. It, it's Jack and yeah. uh, Nurmer uh, partners. Yeah, they're they're uh, implied to be in, in a relationship, I think. Uh, yeah, he, he says a line that's, like, uh, he, he calls Nurm his, like, better half or something. Yeah, the phrases better half and partner are, are uh, used in sort of a get-out-of-jail-free card kind of way that I think yeah. is a bit timid for the year 2017. I think you could have done it by then, Telltale. Yeah, um, I mean, they definitely would now, at least. I think, well, Telltale especially has just, like, done it. Yeah. Um, so it's kind of weird that they didn't there. Uh, yeah. It, if anything it is weird about that relationship, it's that one of them is a villager, uh, which I don't I don't even know if they are the same species. <laughs> it's forbidden love. <laughs> uh, yeah, maybe that's OK, though. I don't know. I don't know yeah, I don't how we feel Minecraft. about villagers it, from Minecraft. It's probably fine. Probably fine. Um, but I like both these guys. Yeah. Yeah. Jack is kind of like. Um, I I couldn't land on how I felt about him in in probably a good way, but uh, like Petra thinks of him as this legendary treasure hunter, and she's almost like a fangirl for him, right? Um, but as you go deeper into the Sea Temple with him, it's revealed like he's pretty scared of all of this because he uh he lost two partners down here. Yeah, um, he, he's at least scared in, like, a reasonable way. Like, you hear a story and it's like, oh, yeah, that makes, like, complete sense that you would not want to be here. Yeah, it feels like it, it's uh, sort of, like, on the verge of this guy being um, a phony, like, not up to snuff with what he's done. Or, like, maybe he did do all of it. He's just washed up. Um, I, I think that's the case. I think, like, he used to be this, like, really hardcore, cool explorer, but because of this traumatic uh, incident that happened to him where he lost both his partners, uh, he's he's just not, like, up to it anymore. Like, he doesn't want to go on these adventures and lose more people or die himself. Yeah, uh, there, there's a I, moment in the Sea Temple where he finds a pile of, like, assorted inventory that someone must have dropped. And it was his partner Sammy's from like years back when they went there last time. Um, yeah. And her stuff's just been on the ground the whole time. And he what like breaks down. Yeah, that that's an interesting way to use uh, loot drop. Yeah, another like just use of the Minecraft mechanics in a way that tells a story fully narratively. Uh, yeah. 
which which is that's that's the stuff that um was initially impressive about the first season of minecraft so the fact that they're still doing that is cool yeah yeah totally yeah uh maybe i like it maybe i like minecraft story mode a lot i don't know i would say i like it a lot but i like it enough um, I, I I played this episode and I said I and I I don't want to say I was like dreading coming back to it, but I wasn't like super excited to do another Minecraft season. And like I I still wouldn't peg myself as super excited about it. But after playing this episode, I was like, you know what? I I enjoy being here with these characters. I care about like how Petra's doing. I like these new characters here. Yeah, uh, this is gonna be an okay time. Um, we should bring up the Jack met Guybrush at some point. Did he? I missed that. What? What is this? Yeah. Uh, when they were about to go into the sea temple, um, Jesse says, so how are we going to breathe down there? And Jack says, well, I met this guy who told me how to breathe or uh, how to hold my breath for uh, 10 minutes underwater. Whoa. And that's, that's a Guybrush reference for sure. That's um, a fun reference since it had been so long since Tales of Monkey Island. That's that's fun when stuff like that pops up again. Yeah, and the first season had uh, Jesse could do the Guybrush dance with his, like, shaking his knee. They, the they do that Guybrush dance a lot. I think they whoever animated that really liked it. It's a good one. It is great. I love every time it shows up. Like, uh, Marty McFly does it in Back to the Future. Yeah. Yeah, that's fun. Yeah, and it makes me wonder, too, like... Did they have to redo the animation? Because I didn't think that Minecraft people, their their <laughs> models don't look like they have the same bones. That's true. Yeah, oh, so like, if they the had to redo that animation just for that joke, that's pretty good. That is fun. Uh, speaking of the way it looked, does this season, did something about this season like strike you as looking different than the first i don't know what it is yeah yeah no thanks for bringing that up i i was almost forgot to say that but yeah it looks really nice i don't know if it's like adaptedly playing at 4k somehow but um yeah i I can't i I can't even i can't put my finger on what it is but like the whole time i was watching i was like this just feels better than it was before yeah i'm playing on a 4k tv on a ps5 uh, but it is a f- PS4 game from yeah. 2017. So, like, I don't think it is broadcasting in 4K. And I don't have one of the eyes that could tell you that. Um, right. But, like, it it does feel like at least 1080 Um it, it just, it looks good. <laughs> it looks like uh, one of... I, I don't know what to say about it, because, like, clearly the texture is not high yeah, density. Yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it is still, like, Minecraft adjacent, but for what it is, it does look good. And not just that, but, like, maybe it's just me being crazy. It's been a while since I played the first season, but, like, something about the way, like, they, like, f- do framing and, like, uh, characters and just... Cinematography? Yeah, cinematography, that's the word I was looking for. Just something about that felt like it was maybe, like, a step above what they had done before. Yeah, like, I buy that. Yeah, and, and I could be talking out my ass. It's I would not know where to begin to, like, prove that, but it just no, kind of felt buy that it. way. I, I buy it, because, like, I remember the first episode of the of the first season that we did. We got on the podcast, and we were like, it is weird to see a zoom-in on a Minecraft face. <laughs> uh, while they do a talking head part of like their 
uh, shot reverse shot dialogue stuff. Yeah, um, it it was it it was funny and like we pointed it out as something we liked, but now it feels like oh they actually just know how to do this now they they can shoot conversations better they can um, yeah make this feel stronger. Yeah, yeah, totally. Uh, this first episode, I think, uh, just some pretty good first impressions. Yeah. Yeah, like, I, I think we've said almost nothing but good things. And I, I do want to temper it a little bit where, like, I don't think the story was great. You know, like, it there wasn't a lot going on that you can sink right. your teeth into. The yeah, characters it is just compared kind of to, quest. like, any other Telltale game are, are still very elementary. Um, right, but, and it's yeah. just kind of a basic quest. It's it, it doesn't even feel like anything we haven't done before in Minecraft story mode. Uh, but, you know, I like the characters enough. Uh, it looked nice. Like, I really like the blues in the Sea Temple. Um, sure, yeah. So, yeah, I don't think it's, like, amazing, but considering... Uh, I didn't think the first season was that amazing anyway. Uh, it, pretty good, I would say. I, I, f- I felt good coming out of this episode. Yeah, in terms of their narrative adventure games, I still think, like, you know, go to go to any season of Walking Dead. Go to Tales right. from the Borderlands. Go to Wolf Among Us. And in terms of their more cartoony, slightly more child-oriented games, I definitely think you should still do monkey island or salmon max salmon max or or even strong bad probably than than either season of minecraft but like um with those things we bring up negative stuff all the time and we didn't say one bad thing this episode yeah yeah totally yeah Uh, yeah just it was just pretty good yeah Um, i i hope i hope they can keep that up because we don't unlike the first season we just have this five episode story here this time mm mm-hmm one thing I will say about the story, uh, I I found it like a little refreshing that uh, I, I guess not for Minecraft itself, but just for like Telltale in general, it was kind of nice to just have like a standalone story again that can branch out into a bigger story. Like I, I'm at this point, I'm so used to like the first episode really just setting things up, setting the stage for this big adventure you're going to go on. This one is kind of a standalone story where, okay, you need the cube, you go on an adventure to get the cube, you get the cube, and then the story ends, and then something big happens again after. Yeah. Uh, You know, not, like, amazing, but I appreciate that every now and then. Yeah, there was an arc in this episode for sure. Uh, yeah. And, and there's an arc for the season that you can see the beginning of here, but it's not just that. Uh, yeah. I, I agree. That's cool to see. It's like like the, the heck mouth gets closed in this episode. I thought that would be a multi-episode thing. Yeah, I'm kind of glad it's not because I was it, it just kind of felt like the uh, the wither storm. Yeah, that was like consuming everything. It felt like, oh, is this going to be a hole that consumes everything? That would be too similar. So I'm glad it was uh, taken care of. Yeah, uh, in the Zelda community, there's a big debate about whether or not Calamity Ganon, as it appeared in Breath of the Wild, was a good villain. Um, okay. Because Calamity Ganon doesn't talk, doesn't reason. It's just like a force of destruction. And right. in the in the pro side, the game is written pretty well to have that. In the bad side, 
it, it's not like a villain character and people miss that from other instances of uh ganondorf i don't really know where i fall on I... that i i think that it's it, in that particular case i it's almost not worth thinking about but here in minecraft we've got the difference between the admin this giant uh potentially destructive statue that's going to come and mess stuff up and the wither storm from the first season that uh-huh. was mindless and just kind of destructive and i i can immediately tell here like we're gonna have way more fun with the admin than we had with the wither storm totally i i normally gravitate more towards villains that are actual characters but for breath of the wild i think it's fine like it's the one time they do something like that and i think after you have so many games where ganon's like an actual character it's fine to do something like that like it, it's it's a break from the norm but i don't care about calamity ganon I'm not going to put Calamity Ganon on, like, best of villain list. So I, I do prefer when it's a character and a personality you can latch on to. Can you please get a Calamity Ganon tattoo? Uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, no problem. Let's go into our segments before we uh, wither away. I'd be delighted. Okay. Um, first, Dustin, uh, what do you want to do first? Up, up to you. Um. So I have Weekly Guy written first. Okay. And this this was tough since this episode I felt like had a lot of uh, contenders for Weekly Guy, funny enough. Uh, I went with Stella. I also went with Stella. I think she's just so great. And like, if they keep this angle with her, she can be so funny. Uh, and even when she's not like pretending to be Petra, just, uh, just what a shithead she is is so funny. She's like, ooh, yes, Petra, no, sorry, that sword's mine now. <laughs> yeah. Uh, and then it turns out she's her biggest fan, and she's like, oh, I'm, I'm Petra the Cool, and Jesse's my best friend. We hang out all the time. It's so cool. Uh, that, she's just, I, she has potential to be a great character, but, you know, the other kids, like Jack and Nurm were both really good. I enjoyed them. Uh, Jack had a line uh, I really liked. Uh, it's when they're looking at the runes in the temple and Jack says, I don't like it, Jesse. It's given me a bad feeling and my instincts are better than nine ocelots tied together. <laughs> I didn't catch that. That's great. <laughs> oh, and, uh, the scene where you can pick your armor, uh, and, uh, Jesse presses a button and it makes all his suits of armor rise up and Jack's just like, oh yeah, I, uh, I, I have, I have one of those too. <laughs> Uh, there's a bit with Stella. I wrote down some quotes, even though I, I didn't write quotes for like the entire rest of the episode. Uh-huh. But after she's caught role playing as Petra and uh, and Jesse, she goes, "Let's forget this ever happened, and I'll let you go." And then you <laughs> you start to walk away, and she goes, "I won't forget this." <laughs> she broke her own rule right away. You said we should forget this ever happened. <laughs> uh, I. I'm going to be generous with that and assume that the writers did that on purpose. Even yeah. though it kind of maybe doesn't feel like it's on purpose. <laughs> it's it's very funny either way. Yeah, I'm, I'll be generous and assume that they knew what they were doing. Yeah, and, and because I liked Stella so much, I had Jesse play along. He's just like, oh yes, we will have many heated battles, my adversary. <laughs> uh, golden moment. Mine was uh, Jack finding Sammy's stuff in the Sea Temple. That was very good. Uh, 
I, I, I think that really helps sell Jack as a character. Because, yeah, before that, it's like, oh, is it just going to be... Because we had a character just like this in the first season where he's, like, pretending to be cool and brave and then it turns out he's a he's a wuss. Uh, and I think that really went a long way to say, no, Jack's not that kind of character. He is scared for, like, a very legit reason. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, that was a good scene. Uh I hate to just double up on Stella, but my golden moment was just her pretending to be Petra and playing around. That's a great one, yeah. The scene we just got done talking about. Dustin, what if we played our next D&D game in a Minecraft setting? That would be interesting. I would do it. I would do it. Yeah, I, I, and you know what? I feel like if I didn't play Minecraft story mode, I wouldn't. I would be like, Minecraft, I don't want to do that. But because I played Minecraft story mode... Even though it wasn't the best Telltale game, that game would make me go, oh yeah, I would probably do that. I'd do a Minecraft D&T campaign. You know, I can imagine it being fun until we get to like a, you have to build something section. And you like someone asks, hey, so how many grain do I need to build a, a bread? And I say, uh, <laughs> seven. And someone at the table says, um, can I do it with five? And I say, <laughs> I, I guess no. <laughs> no that's not how it works that's could could you just make less bread like i don't want to do it you could try but you could try but it literally just won't do it yeah it just <laughs> yeah you could put it on the the box and then it, it'll you can just stare at it for a while yeah unfortunately not how crafting works <laughs> uh choice cut at, choice cut for me was uh and, and i don't know if you're gonna resonate with this because you had a, a okay. slightly different thing but it was the like just navigation of you and Petra's feelings when it came to forgiving her or not forgiving her for um, leaving the champion city. So what did you do? Because it sounded like you were pretty down on Petra. Uh, I, I, I'm, it, it's like a series of dialogue choices, so it's not one big choice, but okay. it, it mostly came down to saying like, hey, yeah, Petra, like, I'm I'm kind of disappointed about this. You you lied and uh, didn't tell me that you were doing this, and uh, yeah, like, I can't stay mad at you. I'm going to forgive you, but like, yeah, I'm... I'm Just know that uh, I'm kind that of upset, hurts. man. It hurts. Right. I feel like that's totally understandable. Yeah, well, that that's why I did it. Yeah, I mean, I caved. <laughs> I, I totally just forgave her, but I think part of that is because I did not have her on my ass at the beginning. Mm-hmm. So she and I were just cool, and then when she told me, yeah, I kind of moved to Champion City, I was just like, well, okay, uh, I guess that's fine. You, you're free to do that. I guess I understand. Yeah, uh, what's your choice, Cut? Uh, mine is a lot more basic than that. It's just what armor to wear. Because you have yeah. a lot of choices. You do. Uh, yeah, and I, I liked it because, correct me if I'm wrong, but in the first season, did we have choices or did he just kind of put on... I know you can, like, put oh, we, on armor. Oh, we had this. Okay, was it, like, this many choices? It's been yeah. a while. Okay. Yeah, I, uh, I chose the Star Shield armor, uh, which is, like, blue with gray or silver accents. And okay. with my gauntlet, it makes me look like Mega Man. That's fun. That's a fun little story. Yeah. What did you choose? I chose the Ender Defender armor, which is like a tealish color, and it was the same color as the gauntlet. 
I almost picked Tim's armor. Which one was Tim's armor again? Remember Tim? No. Really? Well, yes. It's been a while. I will remember if you remind me. Well, on the one hand, it was the the guy who was like the the mythical winner of all the games in episode eight of right. last season. Uh, but right. on the other hand, you shouldn't remember him because he did not exist. That's um, right. Yeah, it was he. Just like the story of Tim was used to hype up the people. I remember. Yeah. Yeah. So with, it was with like the, the white with gold fish. accent ones. Um, That's cool. Yeah, but I didn't. I use. I did the Mega Man. That's a good one. I remember, like, through season one, I used uh, Magnus's armor, and I didn't care for it that much, so I made sure not to. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, but uh, it's fun. It's just fun when you can choose how you want your character to look. I was like, I have, I have my pick of the litter. Yeah, and you get your special uh, diamond sword, even though I was mostly using a diamond axe, I believe. Um, but it gave me a diamond sword. Right. I'm sorry. Yeah, I, you know, I, I don't know if it knew that about me or <laughs> it gives everyone a sword, but I felt a little betrayed. I definitely hey, it happens. Axe guy, so it happens. You didn't. You you don't blame yourself for this one. You an axe guy? Um, I don't know. I feel like I could go sword or axe. Either one is kind of they both cut things. Mm, yeah. Uh. Well, that's been this episode. That's been Minecraft yeah. Story Mode Season 2, Episode 1, Hero in Residence. I don't know if Pretty we said good. the name of the episode at the beginning of this episode. Uh, Well, we did now. I'm glad we did. Okay. Yeah, so we'll hit you with Episode 2 when we come back. We are back on our regular schedule of releasing uh, every Wednesday for the next... What's it going to be? Um, there's five episodes in this, five episodes in Batman, and four episodes in Walking Dead. Right. We may or may not slip three episodes of Hector in there. So that is either 14 or 17 episodes, including this one. So 13 or 16 episodes to go. That's crazy. That's not even that many. That's a small number. It's a much smaller number than the number that we've done so far. Yeah. Which is closer to 10 times that. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. 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 Dude, uh, we're we're 90% (laughs) of the way there. That's so crazy. I I, I I'm I, I can barely contain myself. Yeah, we started working on this podcast in twenty twenty one. It is twenty twenty four. Um what do you think you've learned so far? Uh I learned that uh I like some Telltale games more than others. Before that you thought they were all exactly the same? No, but now I know. Oh, okay. Yeah, sure. I- yeah, yeah, I, I, I'm just glad that that has been uh, set in stone. Okay, well, uh, I love you, dear listener, and until next time, have a great summer! I love you too! Forgot about what we say. <laughs> <laughs>